It's Monday, December 11th, and we have Maria Martin of One More Taco. Christmas bars, Christmas bars, <laughs> more Christmas bars. Welcome to Eat It, Virginia. Welcome to Eat Virginia, your number one podcast source for food, news, and interviews with the people who make Virginia restaurants great. Follow us on social media at Eat Virginia, and be sure to subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast app. My name is Scott Wise, and I'm joined, as always, by my friend, my friend, Roby Martin. Before we get into restaurants, Roby, and those Christmas bars that you teased us with. So many Christmas bars. I love it. It makes me feel so ungrinchy. Today's guest, Maria Martin, no relation, the, o- the owner of One More Tacos, which just opened up in Richmond in the fan. In the tiny old Racine, by the way, and I, this ages me if anybody was around for Racine, and I can't even remember the name of the place before it, but I also went there. Um, it's cute. It's really cute in there. The way that both of you described her food makes me want to go there and end this podcast now and go there to eat. Well, you should. Um, when you're making your own tortillas and roasting your meat overnight and all those fun things that you don't often hear in, can I call them fast casual? I mean, it's your podcast. Okay. You know, I, I, there's a place for all cuisines, right? This is just a little different than I think it's Honduran. Well, we can't wait to hear Ms. Martin's sto- Mrs. Martin's story in a second. Yep, in a the second. other Martin. Senora Martin's story in a second. <laughs> uh, I want to talk a little about sports, Roby. What? Which is your forte. We uh, all I know. mean, I'm like, yeah, like that. that's me. A um, couple months ago, we Go had- Go sports. A couple months ago, we had on uh, Rebecca with um, Duke's Mayo talking about the Mayo Bowl. Mm-hmm. The Duke's Mayo Bowl down Has in Charlotte. Has it Charlotte. happened? It hasn't happened, but they announced. I think you, you remember we talked about it. Yeah, she said it, I could go. Well, if Virginia, did she forget to invite if me? If Virginia Tech was selected, that you would get to go and possibly have mayonnaise dumped on your head. Was Virginia Tech selected? No. Oh, then I can't go. But I wanted to make sure that you, as I knew, was you had that date circled on your calendar. I don't even know what day it would be. What would it be? Uh, I don't know. Later this month. Did she say if Virginia Tech was selected or did she tell me I could go, period? I feel like I got to re-listen. Who was selected? Uh, I believe it's North Carolina versus West Virginia. What are their mascots right now? One, two, three. The Tar Heel and the Mountaineer. Ah, nice. Mountaineer, not plural? Well, there is a single Mountaineer who walks around with a coonskin cap and a gun. Is there also one Tar Heel that wanders around? There's a Ram. I think his name is Ramses. (laughs) So... My brother once asked me this question. Apparently, there's only like a couple college mascots that aren't plural. Yes. My school is one of them. And so like maybe like five total. The Stanford Cardinal, the Syracuse Orange, uh, the Tulane Green Wave. Um, yeah, I'm, I think I've I think I've maxed out are, of three. Are some of the ones that are not plurals also have colors? What if they're not plural and don't have a color? Uh, well, let's see. We got an orange and a green wave now. And the cardinal. Yeah, well, well that's not a color. Yeah, Car- well, cardinal, I guess, is a kind of a color. But their mascot's a tree. Anyway, we're, we're way off topic. Here. I don't care. I just want you to know that it's a thing. Yes. Um, <laughs> let's get to the interview with, with Maria now. And at the, okay. after we talked to Maria, let's talk about all these the big restaurant news that's happening <laughs> in our lovely town and state and commonwealth. Scott, have you had a porn star martini? 
<laughs> wow. We've been doing this podcast quite a while, and I'm, yep. I'm always bracing myself for that initial question that you ask out every of the gate. Time. But yep, every time. I was not quite ready for this question. But answer it. Have I had a porn star martini? Mm-hmm. I don't think so. So... I think I would remember if I had a porn star martini. <laughs> well, you would remember if you've had this one. Okay. We have Marie Martin from One More Taco, which is new on Robinson Street in what I know as the old Racines. Mm-hmm. And she and I actually, she slid into my DMs. Oh, you naughty, you naughty <laughs> restaurateur, you. Yeah. And split into my DMs and said you must try our porn star martini. I mean, it's an offer you can't refuse. Are you kidding? I did it that night. And? <laughs> um, so their porn star martini is better than a regular porn star martini. How so? Well, they've got a dirty one. Can, can we ask Maria about it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they have a dirty porn star we martini. Have a dirty one. And you know, just the name gets people attention right when when you tell them you know we have a porn star martini and the husbands i just love the husbands you know they're like oh she's having one (laughs) (laughs) immediately she'll have two (laughs) yes i'll pay for three ahead of time (laughs) they love it and uh just the name catches people attention and then when we were developing the menu for this restaurant the bartenders are like well we can do a dirty porn star martini and I loved it. You know, the spiciness on it is just amazing. Serrano peppers. So the spiciness makes it the porn star. Well, no, no. the porn star martini is one type of drink. Okay. And then they have their own twist on it. And what's your guys' twist? It is the serrano peppers. So that spiciness is what makes it uh, dirty. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, it's like I'm no. in sex ed class. <laughs> That whole spicy pepper thing is aphrodisiac as it is. The capsaicin is supposed to like get you Mm -hmm. heated up. So it's almost like getting heated up now without the peppers. It's happening without the peppers. You are just thinking about a porn star martini. It's just going to you. What a Tuesday afternoon for me. (laughs) Did you know that was coming? (laughs) Anyway, I do not know literally. I mean, what I've read, but I know very little about you guys and your background and all of that. So I'm hoping you might tell me all the things. Ask away. What would you like to know? Well, how? Well, first, how did you get in the restaurant business, Fredericksburg, all those things? Well, you know, it is a long story and I'm going to try to make it as short as possible. Um, I have five kids. I and I was a stay home mom. My cat, my house was always full of children. You know, my kids bring in their friends and I always have had this rule in my house that nobody leaves my house hungry. So I was always cooking for my kids and their friends and they loved it. And they will always say, you need to open a restaurant. And I was like, "Ah, you know, this is just regular food for me. And my kids, they preferred to go to McDonald's than eat my food at some point, you know. How rude. I know. Terrible. Jerks. No, but you know, the funny thing is, now that I don't cook because I'm so busy, they're like, I miss your cooking, mom. When are you (laughs) cooking dinner? Now that they don't have it. They didn't know how good they had it. Yes, until they lost it. Five kids. Yes. Can I ask you how old they are now? 33, 25, 24, 23 in 28. 
Wow. So they really are missing your cooking. Yes. They're all older now. I, I totally would understand that. And you are not from the United States? I'm not. I'm from Honduras. Okay. And like I said, my husband is German. We met in Honduras. He was in the military. So we moved here in 97. Um, he dragged me. <laughs> I didn't want to move here, but he's like, you have to, you know. We were a year apart, then he was paying rent here, paying rent there, and he's like, I can't do this much longer. So I moved here, raised the kids. Um, when my youngest one went to school, I just didn't know what to do with myself. The house was clean, food was cooked, you know, there was no nothing to do. So Sounds I, perfect. Sounds like heaven. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I started, you know, babysitting. I started I, I'm a teacher in Honduras, so I started, you know, doing the sub thing here and I, I it just wasn't for me. Just because it didn't allow me to have that time with my kids. Um, my husband at some point, he said, you know, I have this little money from one retirement from one of his jobs at some point. And he's like, maybe we should buy some land, a little land for, you know, like a little farm. I'm like, ah, you know, I'm not, I'm not the lazy kind because I'm not, but as you get older, how are you going to take care of that land and those animals? Why don't we do something else? Let's open a restaurant or let's open, you know, like a food truck. So I'm like, the food truck sounds amazing. And we start researching and we find this little trailer. It's, it's a little tiny trailer that we found in Florida. And we went, we saw it, we bought it. And this was in 2016. And by December 2nd of 2016, we opened our doors and the food throughout our window. Happy birthday then. It's, just, it's this week, December. I know. Yeah. And, you know, we opened our doors and it was amazing. And not even six months in, I had people saying, you know, we want to support you to open a brick and mortar. But I'm like, I'm not ready. They're like, we buy the building for you. You know, we can become partners. And I'm like, I'm not ready. You know, I didn't want to grow so fast. I want, I'm a very perfectionist, you know, business owner and person. So I just didn't want to rush things. So we did the food truck thing for like about two years. And in 2019, we opened, we, in 2018, we signed contract. 2019, we opened Fredericksburg. And uh, it was great. I mean, Fredericksburg's been great. And then we're like, well, yeah, I think it's time to open something different, you know, in Richmond. And my daughter lives here in Richmond. He goes, she goes to VCU and she's graduating Saturday. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. And, um, you know, we're like, Richmond seems like a nice, you know, city to open something like ours. And, you know, we're going around and eating different places. And I'm like, you know, this is really good. But ours is different. Sure. You know, going to different places and tasting their foods. And I'm like, they're good, but ours is different. I'm not saying it's better. I'm just saying my flavors are different. So let's talk about that for a moment. Because mm -hmm. on your website, you mentioned the Honduran, you know, your Honduran flavors. background, Honduran uh -huh. flavors. But I don't know what that means. <sighs> the sigh. Honduras, <laughs> uh, you know, Honduras has a lot of Mediterranean, Middle Eastern influence. And uh, we use a lot of spices. And I'm not saying spices in the sense of spicy hot food. Just, you know, flavorful and very, very different, distinct flavors. Like she can tell you, uh, each meat that you eat at my place, each one tastes different. 
You know, like I go to some places and I have to see what I'm eating because everything tastes the same. There is no difference. And for us in our places, every meat has a distinct flavor. So that's the beauty of the Honduran flavors that we have put into our food that you can really, really taste the flavors. So what are the primary spices? What do you use the most? Cumin. Cumin. A lot of cumin. But it's just the right amount of cumin depending on, you know, the dish. And of course, you know, there is other spices and herbs and things that we use. So it's it's just amazing what little bit of spice can do for a dish. So we went, um, first of all, the happy hour is outstanding. So if you're looking to get a couple of tastes of this and like not go all in, I would definitely go for happy hour. There's like a $6 mixed platter mm-hmm. that you can have that really gives you an idea. Your salsa is outstanding. I don't Thank know what you, you guys are doing to it, but it's really, <laughs> really good. Um, we did try almost every meat. Um, I'm impartial to the non-meat dish that I had, which is this vegan asada. Mm-hmm. Um Obviously, carne asada starts <laughs> carne meat, but this vegan asada is, it's hefty. Mm-hmm. Like it's, I mean, the best way to describe it is it's meaty, but it's just not meat. It's not meat. Is it vegetable or is it substitute meat? It's substitute meat. Is We use the Beyond Meat, which is, they should be paying me now because I'm telling their name, <laughs> but it's the Beyond Meat. It's just the seasonings. It's again, yeah. the Honduran flavors. I'm not really sure how you get the texture the way it is. So, like, I don't really like substitute meat. I mm-hmm. never have liked it. I Like, I, I'll go and eat it, but I prefer, you know, like, if you're going to give me something that's vegan, I would prefer it to either be vegetables or I'm, mm-hmm. I'll go to tofu if I've got to. Yep. The texture of this is far different than what I have had, at least in recent memory, from a vegan standpoint. Mm-hmm. It, um... I think sometimes vegan food can be slippery. That's not an insult. Mm-hmm. It just happens to be what yeah. it is. Yours has just a lot of heft to it. Yeah, it's like you're eating meat. Mm-hmm. And I made it a tacodilla, mm-hmm. which is like putting the crispy melted cheese in the inside of the tortilla. You're speaking my love language I now. I know yeah. I am. I, I know this. I am. <laughs> so your tortilla, which I think you guys are making your we corn tortillas. We make tor- our corn tortillas to order. Yeah. Oh, so I, that's a little different than, because their corn tortillas also are a little heftier than what I think you would get here in Richmond. And then this cheese... And then this sexy vegan asada, Guys, which is makes eyes, it vegetarian now. I know the eyes that Roby is giving me right now. <laughs> he's seducing me with this with the, with these ingredients. This green hot sauce uh-huh. that's not it's spicy, but it's not like make you sweat spicy. It has just like real I don't know like dancing flavors. Perfect. All right. Mm-hmm. I, I I sat. Ryan ate every other meat. Thank my husband. And then I just sat with my vegan asada. Now. Like I mentioned before, your restaurant is on my lunch break loop that I usually take mm-hmm. around, uh, you know, the museum district and the fan. Is it? Can I get like a lighter? Can I get a lighter fare for for a quick lunch, or is it all going to be sort of heavy, like 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 this? The vegan asada is not heavy. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. It's just hefty. You said hefty. It's like feels less like. It's not a salad. Right. Like it's vegan. Mm-hmm. It's vegetable. It's all those things you want. It just doesn't feel like. It doesn't sit heavy on your stomach no, like no, no. beef would do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you grow up eating these kind of dishes uh, in Honduras? Or was this like what your family... Yes. Well, not the vegan, but... <laughs> right. <laughs> no, no, no. But yes, <laughs> everything else, yes. Are these mm-hmm. your family recipes? Mm-hmm. 
So did you cook with your, like, tell me what family member was your, like, gave you the most joy in the kitchen other than your children? Well, you know, my mom, she wasn't much of a cook. You know, my mom was very simple with what she cooked because, you know, she used to uh, own her own, um, she used to make clothes, like a kind of like a boutique kind of thing. So she was always super busy, you know, get up at two, three in the morning and start working. And she will go to bed really early because she liked to work when everybody was sleeping, that kind of thing. And um, she didn't have a lot of time to cook. So we just fend for ourselves. So whenever she decided that she wanted to cook something. But I remember, you know, just going to my grandmother's on the weekend. My, my, it was my dad's mom. And um, I just remember Christmases that it was five of her kids with their kids and wives or husbands. And, you know, all the grandkids and everything. So she will bring all these women to help her cook, you know, the Christmas meals. And I just remember having, you know, five different women in the kitchen making tamales. And I will just sit down and watch. And, you know, they were the kind that kind of scary, you know, you couldn't ask too many questions. (laughs) You know how they were at that time, you know. I mean, I'm 53, so at that time it wasn't that... I, I can, my kids can come to me and talk now. At that time, you couldn't go and talk to their grandmas or you know, moms too much. But um, I just remember sitting back and just watching, you know, just that amazement of seeing how easy they will make all these amounts of food because they will make two, 300 tamales for Christmas, right, for everybody. And just watching them by watching them is how I learn a lot of these things. And, and I think it's when you really love and enjoy doing something, you don't even have to go to school. It's just something that you just grab a piece of something, you put it in your mouth and you start, you know, it has a hint of that, a hint of this. And you just start putting it all together, the recipe, and then you go home and, you know, next thing you know, becomes yours. And and you know it in your head. I have an issue that I cook from the heart, you know, like they tell you, you know, those memes on Facebook or whatever, like my ancestors tell me to stop. And that's when I stop putting salt or whatever. That's me. It is true. It's like, I don't have a recipe. So when I started the restaurant, you know, because in the food truck, it was just me and my daughters cooking. And when I opened the restaurant in Rich in Fredericksburg and, and I started to share my recipes that I didn't have because it was me cooking. And then I'm like, oh, shit. Uh, see, <laughs> you can there do we it. go. Well, you can do it. I'm like, oh, shit. You know, I have to now have a written recipe. And I didn't have that. So it was the hardest thing, you know, having to start measuring things. And I'm like, no, this is not right. And then let's do it again. And, and having to, you know, remove the ad and... Now I have it to a point that, okay, this is how much, you know, we need for everything. But it took me a while. It took me about two years to put them all together. So on the food truck, you obviously were in the food truck cooking with your daughters, Mm -hmm. you said. Are you in the restaurants on a daily basis cooking or have you given up that control? Well, it's funny that you ask because in Fredericksburg, it took me four years for me to finally say, you know what? I can trust you now. 
to to cook. Now, is that a family member who you trust, or is it an employee? It's my oldest son. <laughs> it's my oldest son. Shout in, out. In the, <laughs> yes, my oldest son Jose. He he is the one that cooks now. But um, most of the meals, at, at least, or, or the meats, I should say, because some of them, they get cooked overnight. They cook for 12 hours in a slow cooker. So we just put them in the oven. Next day you come and they're ready to be served. Like the virria, for example. I don't know if you tried it. We didn't. We, we, we saw it next to us on both sides, people having it. We didn't do it because I wanted to, like, I really wanted to dig into a couple of other things mm-hmm. you suggested. We will next time. It looks really good. Yes. So that, that cooks for 12 hours or a little longer, depending. Is that, that's not a Honduran thing, though, is it, Viria? Well... <laughs> It is. And I it is a weird question because I, I want. Yeah, I want you to explain that because is, I think there's something. What is funny that you ask because you know when I opened Juan Mortaco in Fredericksburg, I hired this uh, kid. Alejandro is his name. That he's like my child now, and um, he's from Mexico. And um, you know he started coming and helping us, and he was like my sous chef. So sometimes he will come, Maria. What are you cooking? And I will tell him what I'm cooking. And he's like, this is exactly like my grandma's cooking, but we call it this in Mexico. So we all eat the same things. We just call it different names. So in Honduras, a birria is like an estofado. We call it in Honduras. There it is. Yeah. Yes. So, you know, different things have different names depending on the country, depending on the region. So we all eat the same, just call it different little tweaks to it yeah i'm stoked about the birria now because i think you'd like that too uh, yes yeah, all of it sounds delicious what part of honduras is your family from well my dad is from a town uh, it's called cane in la paz and the, the, the departamento de la paz and then my mom is from santa barbara which is a place in Honduras that they said that the most beautiful women in Honduras are born. So, oh. <laughs> and I would agree. I'm sitting across from you, so definitely. This is a spicy episode for it's sure. Spicy. For sure. <laughs> Why not? PG thirteen. Uh, but you know, my mom and dad they settled in a town uh, of named Comayagua, which is the colonial capital of Honduras. It's beautiful. If you ever have a chance, go and visit. And that's where we were born and we grew up. And I love that town. It's gorgeous. So started in Fredericksburg. And then if you started in 2019, 2020 hit. What happened then? That was the scariest thing. 2019, March 8, 2019 is when we opened uh, Juan Mortaco you know, and we were so excited of hitting that first year because, you know, that, that first year is crucial, even though it wasn't our first year per se, but, you know, brick and mortar. So we were preparing to celebrate that first year and we placed a huge order because we always like to do, you know, big things for that day. We got the delivery and then boom, government, you know, the government closes everything. And in my head, I'm like, oh, my God, I'm losing my business. I just had a $3,000 delivery of food. What am I going to do? And the first thing that comes to my mind is we can feed the elderly, right? Because I'm not going to throw the food away. And in my mind is it's a pandemic. Who's going to be eating out, right? Nobody's going to be ordering food. I mean, that was my, my thought. So I'm, you know, I didn't even ask my husband. I'm just 
go on Facebook and I'm like, okay, so we're going to be giving free food to elderly until we run out of food because we're probably going to shut shop, you know, forever. So that first day that we said this, I got like 14 elderly that requested meals. By the end of that summer, we had 75 free meals for 75 elderly every single day. Wow. So COVID was like our busiest time. It was insanely busy. I had like 20 employees. We didn't close one day of the week. It was work, 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 work. We were super busy with the food truck. It was the same people, all the 75 were the same individuals yes. every day. You just delivered, day. You delivered to their homes. Or- yes. And, and it was just so amazing to watch. You know, the first delivery of 14 was my husband and I. You know, we got a little box, put the meals, jump in the car, and we deliver. And then we start getting people. We want to help. How can we help? I had an army of about 35 volunteers that they would rotate and help me deliver meals. I mean, the whole community came together to help us. We were feeding the hospitals. We were feeding the, the elderly. We were feeding um, fire departments and police stations all for free. And we got donations. I mean, it was insane. It was it, it was a community thing that I wasn't expecting. You know, it just came out of nowhere, thinking that I was losing my, my business. And it just came in. Uh, now I have a 504. I have a, a nonprofit that I founded, you know, after this, like two years after. I'm like, I can just stop now. It's I did it for two years, two and a half years. And then I'm like, okay, everybody's out. Now the pandemic is over. We can stop. So you said you didn't expect that. Obviously, none of us expected it um, on different levels. But what was the enduring lesson you learned during that time? Uh, What I learned is that you have to be quick to think, you know, I think sometimes we stop ourselves by overthinking. You know, what What am I going to do? Us? Never. <laughs> this is a PG-13 podcast. <laughs> so, you know, I just I just trusted what my heart told me, and, and I did it. Not thinking about cost, not thinking about what ifs. No, I just did it, and that saved my business. And I didn't do it for that. All I wanted to do was save the food for not going into the landfill, and it ended up saving my business. I think that's awesome. And are you still doing it with your nonprofit? Are you still feeding? We, you- no, we stopped the sending the meals just because everybody started going to work, sure. and then I didn't have volunteers, and you know I couldn't be delivering meals myself. I tried to keep it as long as I could, but then I'm like, you know, we can't do this anymore. So now what we are doing is... Um, if people come and request any kind of help, you know, for elderly specific, especially, not specifically, but especially for elderly, somebody comes and said, hey, you know, my grandmother is having surgery and can you send food? We will send food or so-and-so is sick with whatever illness and they might need food 
we send food. So that's what we're doing. Now, we're not receiving any more donations. So if anybody wants to donate, that's fine. <laughs> but, you know, and I'm hoping that I can start that enrichment. Sure. As soon as, you know, uh, I can get everybody settled and everything running smoothly here, I'm going to start a nonprofit here as well. So when did the One More Taco open here in Richmond? In November 2nd. And how much work had to go into that building? A lot. A lot. And more than I was expecting. That's why it took us so long to open. You know, when we signed the contract, we figured it, the building looked beautiful inside. But then once we went in, <laughs> after we signed the contract and we tried plugging things in, and it was just like, whew. but we did it. We're here. It's a, t- it's a tiny kitchen. Oh, Yeah. But, you know, the beauty is, since we started as a food truck, You're new. <laughs> w- w- it's, it's not new for me, you know, it's not new for us. And um, it, it's, been, it's been good. So we can handle it. It's just, you know, other things like uh, where the dishes are done, the dish pit is very complicated. And so, but we're, we're dealing with it. It's nothing that we cannot do. So, are you familiar with where they are in the in the old racing slash what it's been like three other things on uh, North Robinson near like Floyd ish or Grove? Right, right. So in the on the Robinson corridor, yes. if you will, um, I'm going to try and talk her into late night tamales here shortly. So just know that <laughs> I think that's you're well coming. on your way. Yep. Um, interestingly enough, and I don't know how you feel about this, but I think I should bring it up across the street from you. Mm-hmm is a Mexican restaurant. Yes. Now, do you all know, have you guys met each other? We, do we you met. Know of, yeah. I met them, um, you know, when we signed the contract, it was Mr. Pulpo, I believe was the name. It was a blue building. Uh, and they were there for the whole year almost. And then one day, about three, four months ago, I will say, um, we left, you know, from the day of work and uh, we came back the next day and, Oh, what happened? <laughs> and we're like, okay, <laughs> okay. And I mean, you know, I did the same in Fredericksburg. I, we, <laughs> it's funny. I'm like, okay, that's karma, I guess. <laughs> Dude, totally different cuisine. Yeah. And, uh, you know, um, we opened in Fredericksburg and right across us, well, not across, but, you know, like. Close enough. Close enough. There is another place that is soup and taco. Yeah, but, you know, it's different, different food. And, you know, everybody has, like, you can, like, soup and taco, and you can come and, like, one more taco, or you can go and, like, New Mexico, but you're not going to like us. So, you know, there is enough people for everybody. And, it is. you know, I just wish everybody the best of luck and that everybody does well. And, you know, we're always keeping an eye. Oh, they're busy today. Good. You know. They, so it's really interesting. Like uh, we, when we went, you they were just so you know the restaurant was Walmart Taco was really busy, and there it almost ended up being like the Jasper line for the Christmas bar and oh. Can Can. Like there was kind of a line for Walmart Taco, and everybody was like, "Oh, we'll just go have a margarita at Nueva Mexico and then come back over." And they should eat. block off the street and put yeah, a band brought, in the middle like a, and have a little like, festival every very weekend. Very cute how things were like give mm-hmm. and take where we where we were. So I'm hoping that that will continue. Yeah, and, and you know, and I this is something that I have noticed in Richmond is that most restaurants there is always like a little deli or a little market 
beside it or across from it. And it's because while you're waiting for your table, you go to the little deli, the little market, probably it's the same owners too. So it's smart. <laughs> and you know, they're double dipping in the customers. So same thing is going to happen. You know, if they're super busy and people are waiting for the table, they can come have a drink with us. If we're super busy and they're waiting for the table, they can go and have a drink with them or maybe eat with them. You know, it's, it's perfect. Yeah, it's, it's perfect. Works great. Have you, have you noticed similarities or differences between uh, Fredericksburg clientele and the Richmond clientele? Um, besides what I was uh, saying earlier, you know, <laughs> Fredericksburg is very, um, it's a small town, right? So Fredericksburg is, if something is open, opening, doesn't matter if it's Captain D's or, you know, some fancy restaurant, people are going to line up to go and flock to that new place for two weeks, a month, and then they forget about that place, stop talking about it, and they move to the next. I think Richmond people are not like that, I found out. Because we've been busy, but it's not been like that slam busy. It's just a steady busy, which has been great for us because this has given my staff enough time to just feel comfortable in the kitchen, feel comfortable with the customers, with the dishes and with everything. And just perfected the way I wanted. When the Fredericksburg was like slammed since day one. And, um, it, it was, you know, trial by fire. Yes. And then it was for a month and then slow down. So, yeah, I, I think that's that's a big difference. But I think also uh, Richmond allows businesses like in between neighborhoods. And I think that is great because lots of neighbors live near you that walk yes, breakfast lunch and dinner. A, a lot of our customers in, in, you know, in a month that we've been open, we already have regulars. And it's a lot of the neighbors, you know, and it's, it's like an older um, neighborhood. So we have older people, which I love, you know, that because they know what they want. They, they have money to spend. They have money to spend sure. and they have travel. So they, they're open to the new things, the flavors. And some people are like, well, this is not Mexican. And I'm like, I never said we were I am Mexican. not Mexican. <laughs> <Yeah>. Thank you. <laughs> yes. It's funny because I have said that before, you know, I'm like, thank, thank you. you. <laughs> thank you. I mean, we love not? Mexico. We love Mexicans, but this is not bad. I appreciate you noticing. <laughs> yeah. But I'm like, thank you. You noticed. Yeah. <laughs> In me, you know, and maybe they were saying it as an insult, but I'm like, thank you, no, biggest compliment. Yes, <laughs> you know, you notice that we're not Mexican, so it's it's funny, you know. You just need to take it all with a grain of salt. So it sounds move. like that you sent Roby some uh, suggestions on what she should order. Mm -hmm. What was what was the list? I, I can want me to read it to you, or you, actually, you should tell because I mean it's a good list. Because I said, you know what, if I'm gonna if I'm going and I have you, yeah. <laughs> let me pick your reign. So she sent me a very nice list. So I, if you guys want to order what Marie says to order at her own restaurant, let me read it out to yeah. you. Yeah, the corn cakes with carnitas. Okay, so good. Did you like their carnitas? Oh, yes. Yes, absolutely. They were so good. The birra tacadillas on corn tortillas, which we did not order because I, um, Ryan wanted every meat on a corn tortilla, so we got every other meat because <laughs> that's, that's my other half. The chicken tacadilla, we got that. Vegan asada, which I just lost my mind over. And then we got the plantains. I love plantains. 
Holy moly, Scott. Yeah? Yes, they have a real... Sometimes, and this is a me thing, not an overarching thing, but sometimes I find that plantains can be too squishy for mm-hmm. me. I know they're supposed to be, right? But the texture for me I like be, them pretty firm and fried. These are caramelized mm. and crispy on the end, and you get a choice of... Tell us about the plantains, Maria. Tell us about <laughs> them. What, what's the inspiration there? Well, I grew up in a household that plantains were a staple, my dad loved plantains. My dad always had to have a thermos with coffee, and he will have to have his plantains every single day. So to me, it's like having my dad in my restaurant. You know, my dad passed away but. 20 years ago. So it is something that to me, I, I was like, you know, in Fredericksburg, we have some restrictions on what we can and we cannot do in our kitchen. That's another podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I want to know. I guess she's producing now. <laughs> I'm producing She's now. taking my job. Okay. You know what? We'll do it again. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> That's another podcast. <laughs> so anyway, back to the plantains. <laughs> so, you know, I'm like, I want to do this in, fr- in, in Richmond, you know, if if I can fry or at least do things on the flat top like I want to, I want to do the plantains and we don't fry them, we grill them. So that's why they turn out the way they do. Because if you notice our food, that it's, we don't fry our food, we don't have a fryer. I just don't like the smell of fried food or the taste or the gunkiness of it. So we don't fry anything. We grill those plantains, and that's what makes them so nice. They're so good. Scott, they're so good. And Ryan is not a plantain person, so he ate two, said they're great, Donna's preference, and then I just ate the rest. Good for you. I know. (laughs) I'm sorry you don't have to have these, because I'll just have them. (laughs) Then they come with two types of crema, so in case you want like a smoky spicy. I'm going to take Ryan with me. That way he'll give me. (laughs) Um, And and then a regular one. And they're really, you know what, I didn't even think about them with coffee. Mm-hmm. Ooh. It's like for breakfast. He ate them for breakfast. Or did, you, did he drink coffee all day long? He, he drank coffee all day okay. long. He yeah. had a thermos all the time. Yeah. But he will eat them for dinner and for breakfast. But we're going to start serving brunch in January. And Does that mean Honduran coffee? Yes. Kill me now. <laughs> and, you yes. know, we have this thing that is called Café de Olla. I don't know if you have ever had that. I have had it one time in my life. One time. So that's what I want to bring, you know, make it with the Honduran coffee. We'll make the Café de Olla and the Café de Olla because I see your face like you don't know what we're talking about. You would love it. You're getting called out. <laughs> it has a hint of cinnamon mm. and some cloves and some other spices. So it, it is really good good it's this it's like christmas i'll take it it's, it's good but it's not um it's not overly caloric so you would love it mm-hmm. does uh-huh. that make sense <laughs> well, you know how you like lighter things i do like lighter yeah, things I yeah think that you would really think this i'm gonna drink this nice coffee and shove and my face your, full of plantains and get your potassium from plantains mm-hmm. yeah so brunch you're gonna start brunch. we're gonna start brunch in january and uh, it's going to be a completely different animal, but you guys are going to love it. So I hope you come for brunch. You know I'll come for brunch. <laughs> of course I'll come for brunch. I want to talk about tamales. You know, we have like a whole, there's like a, people get riotous about tamales mm-hmm. in Richmond. Have you seen this? No. So there are very few places that make tamales. Uh-huh. So they 
it'll roll through the social medias mm-hmm. when somebody's making tamales and then people will place incredibly large orders. Tell me that you're going to do some tamales at some point. Now are we talking Mexican tamales or are you talking Honduran tamales? Well, tell me the difference. <laughs> well, Mexican tamales is, you know, on the corn husk and you just put the meat and the dough. That's pretty much the Mexican tamales. Now, Honduras, we're extra. You know, so dismissive of the Mexican tamales. Hondurans are extra. (laughs) You know, we're a little extra. So we make ours um, rolled in banana leaves. And it has, we can either use chicken, pork, or beef. You know, whatever you like. You can even make it. I, I make a vegan, vegetarian for my sister's husband. Um, but we put potatoes. We put um, rice, raisins, chickpeas, and olives. And they're just amazing. I mean, come So on. is this on the menu today or something for the future, no, hopefully? No, no, I'm begging her for a tamale day. <laughs> it's, oh, like a day, a special yeah. day. I mean, any day. Tamale. I mean, I can probably roll some before Don't let her pressure you into anything no, no, no. you don't want to do. Just do say no, no. No, I just think that you could build up to something because mm-hmm. really and truly, tamales are a big deal in Richmond. We don't yes. have a lot of places that make them. Well, you know, it, it's... Traditionally, it's something that we eat during the holidays, sure. but in my family, is we eat them whenever we want them. So I, my kids are like, Mom, we're coming over. Can we have tamales? And I'm like, yeah. Like My, my daughter is coming from London with her husband. Wow. And he's Egyptian, and he tried them last, uh, <laughs> last Christmas. He can't stop talking about the tamales. <laughs> so I'm like, "Hi, Mohammed, can I just buy tamales? He's like, no, mama, because they're not like yours. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, I mean, if you got it, you got it. Yeah, so I'm like, you know what? We're going to Florida this time to visit mom. We're going to make tamales. Mohammed is learning to make tamales. He doesn't know it yet, but he is. And um, Mohammed's a lucky man. It sounds like. <laughs> yeah, I mean, a tamale is a tough find here in the Richmond area. So yeah, I'm stoked to hear that there might be another place. They're really good. Uh, the Honduran tamales are really good. I mean, the Mexican tamales are amazing, but the Honduran tamales are gonna blow your mind. And um, I mean, in Fredericksburg, I have done it before for during Christmas time. And I have people that they just text me every year. Are you making tamales this year? And I'm like, no, not for the restaurant. I'm making them for home. Can I order some? Yeah. Can I get and a I'm few? like, sure. <laughs> and and they know who they are. I know who you know who you are. Yeah, Fredericksburg. You know who you, <laughs> you are. You know who you are, Fredericksburg. <laughs> so, you know, I make them for my house. And there is a couple dozen for those people. So for those of us without your personal digits that... <laughs> That can't text you personal <laughs> orders, and if folks are listening to you for the first time and are interested in checking out the restaurant, can you tell us the hours, the best times to come? We're cash open. credit? Do you order ahead of time? Like, what, what, are, what are the details? Are we here? talking tamales or everyday menu? Everyday menu. Everyday menu. We're open every day, Monday to Sunday, and Monday to Thursday we're open from eleven to ten. Friday and Saturday from eleven to eleven. And Sundays, 11 to 10. And the brunch that you mentioned will be? Brunch is going to be probably from 10 to 2. On the weekends or? On the weekends only. Beautiful. Yeah. Cool. And I'm excited about that because I love my Honduran breakfast. 
I'm stoked about Honduran coffee. That's all I can say. I'm stoked about the dirty dirty porn star. (laughs) You know what? You can back right up there. It's good stuff. It's really good stuff. If you want to follow them on social media, you can find them at Juan Mortaco RVA. And you're listening to Maria Martin. And I'm Marie Martin and Scott Wise on Eden, Virginia. (laughs) No relation. This is 4,000 restaurants for Mike Lindsay. <laughs> well, before we get to Mike, <laughs> let's just thank Maria one more time for sitting down with us. And hopefully by the time you hear this this interview, I'll have gone and had that sexy porn star. I mean, it also what's that. it called? A sexy porn star? Dirty. Dirty, Dirty porn star. Yes. That's, that's what I'm hoping for. All right. Yes. Mike Lindsay. Um, our very first, I mean, again, I, I feel like I give you much credit, well-deserved credit for this. Mike Lindsay was our very first guest on this podcast. You know, in 2019, um, and he has become since that time the headline maker in the Richmond restaurant industry. So, Casa del Barco and Island Shrimp, this wild renovation in Chesterfield Town Center, beautiful, gorgeous, with a party bridge, which you know, I was like, like what was this? Shout out Paige Healy for the party, party bridge. bridge. Party Bridge Page. Party Bridge Page. They are going to take over those two spots with a... ML Steak. Right. And then a Cali Love. That's what the press release said. Cali Love, where Kim is from, Cali. Right. California. And then they're also opening nearby there another restaurant. Okay. They just have the... Uh, ribbon cutting of Farm and Oak on Cox Road or in the old Natalie's. Right. Near Cupertino's. Right right near Cupertino's. Um, they have Buttermilk and Honey. They just had the ribbon cutting at Frosting's too. Frosting's is opening back up again. In a new location. Right. I, 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 I want to be able to keep up. I really cannot be more excited for him. Lily Pearl is around. I... It is as if he has figured out to clone, how to clone himself. Well, I mean, he def- they definitely have a formula, and it seems to be working. It is immaculate, this formula they have. I'm, I am, I'm just really, really stoked for the whole situation. It couldn't happen to a better guy or a better female, and I can't wait to go. Um, other restaurant news. So Sincero's found a new place, which I think is cool. Bo was telling us how he was excited about that. That opened in the old Lucy's. You have Secret Squares, um, Willoughby, who yes. I think we should have on. He and I were supposed to be out, go on a date. Did, have I told you about this? He, you and Willoughby? We were supposed to go out. He's such a good in Chicago. Go out in Chicago. For pizza? For On a pizza tour. And... After you saw fish. Fish got in the way. <laughs> there was too much fishing happening, and we never actually made it out to any of the pizza places. In the new year, if you and I continue this process, you and I on this podcast will have them on, because I think that you guys would really enjoy having a chat. What other restaurants do we have? You mentioned off the top of the show Christmas bars a couple of times. Now, Holy moly. We have the... Tra- um, now they're kind of like the traditional ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, Miracle on Cary Street and uh, Birdie's, which is... Their Evergreen. Reading, Evergreen. Are there others that we need to know about? So there's the Winter Chalet themed one at Hotel Green. 
Black Lodge has a fun one. Um, Emerald is doing some, some sipping Santa. Say that five times real fast. They're doing that down there. There is Bingo has a tent and has it all decorated in the back as a holiday bar. I mean, there are just so many. So, so many. I would love to go to all of them. I have this fear that they're going to be very crowded and it's going to have to wait a long time. This is like the miracle on Cary Street fear because that's kind of the one that I see most when I'm in Cary Town. I see the line. Like I, like I would love to hang out with those guys and I would love to see enjoy it, but I don't want to stand outside for two hours. So that, I've that, heard that, that Monday real? nights okay. at this the, the Jasper is the secret. Okay. Um, we tried on Sunday, Saturday. We tried on Saturday night. <laughs> Not a Monday. <laughs> no, we just tried. We thought maybe we were late enough that we wouldn't hit. Yeah. Yeah. All the way to the end of the block of the Jasper. I heard also that Emerald Lounge had that long of a line. That's the one up in, in uh, Churchill. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. And then Birdies was taking or Evergreen was taking reservations, but I think those are all full. Wow. Good job, everyone. Way to fill up the. I think I think it's wonderful. The stockings of our local restaurant tours. Right? That's so great. I think there's igloos places too, like they normally are. The bar that's attached to the Marriott on Fifth street and then maybe downtown there's a couple of igloos hanging out so if you're listening and you have a secret that you want to share with us to help us get into some of these bars scott just wants to not stand in line so if you can just help him not stand in line we don't even need a secret merry christmas Roby. <laughs> merry christmas scott this episode of eat it virginia <laughs> eat it virginia <laughs> really? this episode of eat it virginia <laughs> No! Oh, God, no.